Welcome to the Kumbaya Podcast, the whole woman's resource, where we uncover the amazing resources available to help you on your holistic health journey and hopefully help you prevent issues before they arise. Welcome back to the Kumbaya Podcast. I am so excited to have you with me. Today's guest is an empowerment and authenticity coach and is the owner of Open to Alchemy. Lauren Ivy helps clients feel more free and fulfilled using a variety of self-discovery modalities, including human design, energy alignment, and intuitive guidance. She helps clients get the clarity they need with identifying their gifts, what brings them joy, and how they can align with their purpose and step into the truest, fullest possibility for themselves. Lauren is also the host of the Open to Alchemy podcast. I love this conversation that we have, and I hope you enjoy it too. Thank you so much for joining me, Lauren. I'm so, so happy to have you here with me on the Kumbaya podcast. I would love to have you start by sharing with our listeners what you do, how you help clients, what you work with. What does that look like? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like when we met, we were just like instantly like kindred spirits. So I'm so excited to talk with you in this platform and your listeners and everything. Um, so what I do is really help people get to know themselves better, learn more about themselves, accept themselves more, love themselves more, really step into a life that is more authentic, that is hopefully feels more free and more fulfilling and yeah, just more joyful, breaking away from a lot of the external conditions that we've sort of accepted, a lot of the limiting beliefs that are just running behind the scenes. And yeah, and I use a bunch of different modalities to help people, you know, feel empowered and and know more about themselves. Yeah. Can you go into a little bit? There's so many questions there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, limiting beliefs and what people expect of us. Oh, hello. Let's let's definitely. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Especially as moms and parents. Oh my gosh. Um, But truly as daughters and sisters and friends, and there's just yeah, that's a whole, that's a good topic. Um, so, but can you go into a little bit about um, what the different modalities are? Like, so how do you help people discover, and maybe we should even back up there and say, okay, what is the limiting belief, right? What, how how do we figure out what that limiting belief is in us? And, and how do you help people? What are some of the ways that you can help people? Yeah, so I do a few different modalities, as I mentioned, one of them is called human design, which your audience may or may not be familiar with. And it's basically a really interesting modality that is sort of a hybrid of like mystical and magical and astrology, and the I Ching and the chakra system, and then also very much grounded in like a practical way in which you show up um, energetically. Mm -hmm. And so knowing more about your human design can really help you understand how your energy works every day, how you are meant to make decisions, how it's best for you to 
navigate opportunities and and really feel aligned. It helps people find out what they're best at, what they're naturally good at. It can help lead people to more understanding of their purpose and also areas in their in their energy where they are more susceptible to sort of that external conditioning. Mm-hmm. Because according to human design, there's these nine different energy centers. And each center has sort of like a biological and also emotional energetic component to it. So if there's areas where we are open, that means we're really here to receive and experience and sample energy from other people, which is so exciting and fun and really like an area where we're here to grow and experience things. But that also means because it's not um, a very like consistent, defined, you know, way that we see things, we can be susceptible to other people and sort of be molded and maybe take on their energy and their feelings. And so it's just this really cool modality. So that's one thing that I use. And I also do Reiki. And I also am an intuitive guide, meaning I connect in on um, a deeper, wider level to people's um, energy, whether that be through earth wisdom. I've been super into that lately and really just like connecting in with plant wisdom and spirit guides and all the, all the stuff. (laughs) That's amazing. That is so incredible. And so what have you seen, um, with working even with like that, the human design or with all of it, really, um, when you said how like having, finding out where your energy is coming from, finding out your human design, frankly, what are some of the benefits that can, that could come from finding that out? I mean, would it make you a better parent? Would it make you, I mean. Yeah, it makes, it make it makes you a better human in so many ways. First of all, just understanding who you are energetically. So there's five different energy types. And mine is what's called a manifesting generator. So the manifesting generator is sort of this like energy hummingbird, I call it. These are the people that are multi-passionate. They are interested in so many different things. They have all the different passions, all the different projects, all the different things that they love. And so for them, feeling like they're supposed to find one thing in life and stick with it is completely counter to how they're meant to live in the world. And they, because their energy is fluctuating, they are meant to pivot. They are meant to change their mind. They are mean meant to keep transforming and evolving and, and not even know where the thing is going to take them, but just to follow what they love and sort of not follow a specific model of what it looks like to be successful or what it looks like to have, you know, a specific type of career or family or friendship. They're really just meant to let their energy ebb and flow. But not knowing that you can see one model in the world and then spend a lot of time feeling bad about yourself, feeling like you're you're flawed, you're broken. Like, why can't I just find the one thing? Or how come I loved this and now I don't love it anymore? And like sort of all those like self-critique and judgment that we put on ourselves when 
all you're supposed to be doing is saying yes to the things that are exciting to you and not put on all that conditioning. So that's just like one small example. Yeah. What are the, I'm curious if you could run down the other energy types, just kind of yeah. so the listeners may be able to say, oh, maybe I'm that one or I'm that, you know. Yeah. So the, uh, so the manifesting generators that, that um, multi-passionate, you know, all the balls in the air person, the generator is also a very energetic, creative sort of like powerhouse, um, more likely to have a fewer passions, but like really just like be like a pro at them, be like, you're, you know, you're amazing at pottery and you just keep working at it all your life. Or you're somebody that likes to write, like you identify more with like one or two, maybe five specific like roles or passions in your life, but like a ton of energy, like super magnetic. Um, there is the projector. And so the projector is more of this like guide, mentor, um, really good at, at like logistics and operations and sort of seeing things from this bird's eye perspective and like making improvements and corrections and sort of helping guide people and lead people in that way. And then there is the manifester who is really here to like start things like they're like this big, like, you know, energy push to get things going, innovative, maybe a little bit polarizing not meant to follow through and do all the work, but more meant to be like, I have this idea. This is what I'm thinking about. I want to start this. I'm going to innovate it. I'm going to come up with it. And then they're meant to move on to the next thing. And then there is the reflector, which is the rarest um, energy type. That's only 1% of the population. And they are really here um, as a complete chameleon. They are completely open. So their energy is changing all the time, depending on who they're with. And they're really here to be a reflection of the health of their community and their tribe. And so... Um, yeah, they have a really interesting role and um, and way of living. Yeah, that and sounds pretty unique, you know, if they're on yeah. the 100% too. So, yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. I, um, I feel like lately I've had a lot of patients who, and maybe it's this time of year and the energy shift of the fall and, and going into the new year, um, you know, we have that energy of the new year of like, okay, I want to get back in shape or you just kind of restart in January. But I feel lately what I've been hearing people say is that they're, they're coming into an awareness that they're not as happy with where they're at right now. So maybe they've had one child or maybe they've had two children and they want more balance. They want more time with their children. So they're, they're kind of voicing this. Yeah, I have this really good job, but I don't know that it's right for me. Or I, I, I just feel like I need to make a change. And so I'd love to hear you um, share with us, like, how would you handle that? How, what would you advise people or how could they start looking at like, okay, how do you know if it's, if it's right for you to make a change? Obviously I would think if that question's coming up at all, then, right. you know, there's something there, but how would they go through figuring out if that's right for them, if the time is right, what, what's stopping them? Like, how, how would you help them? Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. If that's something that you keep thinking about, if there's little whispers that you are feeling, then that is definitely something to investigate. And I don't think it necessarily means that it that it is time to change. I think those whispers come at 
a variety of different points. And it's funny, I was just messaging back and forth with a friend talking about self-sabotage. And I think that that's something that is important to consider, like, is everything actually just going okay? And now it feels uncomfortable. And so are you looking to sort of like blow things up a little bit? speaking from experience. Um, So I do think that that's something, you know, to to consider. Um, But I do think that people are waking up to no longer wanting to just do things the way that they've always done them. Maybe this dream life that they thought that they were pursuing, or they thought that they had no longer fits them. People's values change, people's priorities change, people's interests and passions. And, you know, all of our, our life experience is just sort of, you know, if you're open to it, and you, you allow it is really sort of here to help you continue to grow and, and find the the next right move for you. Um, So I would definitely that's so funny because I feel like that 100% is coming up for people all around me as well. I think knowing more about who you are, what you, what truly lights you up, what, you know, what really brings you joy. And these are the things that like, you don't have to post about. You don't have to be telling people about. You're not mm-hmm. doing it. And there's nothing wrong with obviously, you know, social and doing all the things But I guess the point I'm making is that like there needs to be no outside validation for Mm -hmm. you to feel good about this thing that you're doing. Like you would just sit in a room and do it because it feels good to you and because you're building that connection or that deeper, that deeper relationship with yourself and feeling, feeling that joy in yourself without there being like a reason behind it, without somebody having to know about it or pay you for it or, you know, reward you for it. Or so those are things that I would help people look at and get to the root of. And also there are so many of these external conditions that we, we see and we, we put ourselves under, whether it be the way that we were raised or the school community that we're in or our, you know, marriages or or friendships or other places where, you know, you look around and you feel like you don't want to be the odd man out. Mm -hmm. You feel like you don't want to be left behind. Everybody's like pushing for this goal or trying to get that house or growing in their career or whatever it is that you feel like, well, if I don't keep pursuing this, then I'm going to be left out. But I feel like there is this sense of like, what is it all for? Like, what are you what are you striving for? And why are you really striving for that thing? If it is a thing versus like, are you just looking for peace or contentment or joy? And you can't push your way into those feelings. Those feelings come from doing the things day in and day out that give you that feeling. Mm-hmm. And it's a it it is it takes a process to like unpack and like get to that because so many of us just have like layers of muck on top of us that like I have so many clients that I work with that are like I don't even know what makes me happy. Yes. yes. I don't even know what feels good to me because it's been 
so long since I've approached it from, you know, the way that I'm just saying, it's like, I'm doing this for my husband, I'm doing this for my kids, I'm doing this for my parents, my friend asked me to do that. And it's like, you have all of the shoulds and all the obligations. And then all of a sudden, you have a free day, a free day, and you feel guilty about anything that you want to do. You're exhausted. So you don't even spend time doing the thing that you want to do. And yeah, so there's a lot. <laughs> there's and a lot there. <laughs> there is a lot there. And even, and I find this, so the things that are coming up for me is that A, it's our society, right? So mm-hmm. we have this go, go, go. You have to, and I really think it starts young. I, I Maybe this is polarizing, but I feel like with our school system, we get into this when you're a baby, right? You have no need to prove anything. You are loved, just like a pet. You're loved just because you exist, like, oh, you smiled at me. Oh my God, you're amazing. And then we get to this point where you have to get the A and you have to do all the things to get into college. And you there's these stepping stones in this like hamster wheel or treadmill, I should say, that we get it on. And it's like all this external validation, the grades and the reports and that, that give us our sense of, okay, I'm good. I'm, this is my place in the world. I'm happy, I guess, with this. So and then, and then I think it's just this societal, yeah, treadmill that we, that we're on of like, we, I know I feel very good when I accomplish things. It is so right. hard for me to slow down and to relax and to just do something for fun, even something for fun. I'm like, oh, I'll color this card to send to a friend or I'll make something. And even my gifts, I'm like, I don't just get fun gifts. I get, and this is my whole family. We get gifts that are useful and it's mm-hmm. something someone would really like and maybe a little nicer than what they'd buy themselves, but it still has a purpose, you know, to something yeah. just to enjoy is really novelty and is really hard for me to step into. But so I think we have that. And then, um, you know, I think with, like you said, those expectations, right? So we, we kind of get into this, okay, my kids are going here, I do this for my husband. And even the time we have for our self care, is it really something you're choosing because you've taken the time to look within or to be quiet or to feel in your body? Wow, I love it when I go dancing. So I'm going to take a dancing class. Or are you just going to do the Pilates class that your group of friends is all doing, but you really secretly hate it or you're tired of it, you're bored of it. And but it's like, oh, and that's your self-care. So you feel good you're doing your self-care, but it really is it driven from within, right? Yeah, I mean, how, absolutely. How do how do you help people? And I, I know with, with my practice, when you come to pelvic physical therapy, I'm continually asking people to pause, to just pause. And really what we know with the pelvic floor is it responds to your brain and, and <clears throat> frankly, your thoughts. So even if you are like, oh, hum, everything's great, and I tell my patients, it you know, even if you're not stressed, you're not worried, you're just really super successful and responsible and busy, your pelvic floor is just continually tight. And we know it just doesn't function well if it doesn't relax as well as contract. So throughout the day, what I find is by having people check in with their body and do some breathing and relax into their pelvic floor, their whole body just works better. Everything just kind of like comes into like sinks into place or, or clicks into place and it just it helps exponentially so I would imagine that working with you there's got to be some of that time we just have to carve out some time to maybe have some self-reflection or I'm curious to as to what you recommend people do like how do we how do we figure these things out and find out what is coming from within and what is 
something else that's just been conditioned and it's been so subconscious that we don't even know to question it, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I am a huge proponent of quiet time, which I know for a lot of people is the scariest thing they can imagine is to just sit without Mm -hmm. any noise. Mm -hmm. I love nature for really just helping people ground and reconnect and yeah really again it's it's all of that wisdom that we are looking for all of those answers that we are looking for are within us and it does take practice to get back into that to that wisdom and that innate you know connection that we all that we all have with that universe source god you know whatever people would would feel comfortable calling it. But for me, having time every day to meditate and Mm -hmm. journal and write down what I hear, what I see, what I sense, what I feel, you know, again, tapping into the body and sort of doing a gentle body scan, going through each of the different chakras and and what am i what am i feeling here what am i sensing where am i holding where does it feel tight where does it feel light where does it feel bubbly where does it feel constricted like all those different like ways that your body can can show you things that you maybe can't tap into on like a mental or even emotional level and and truly that is one of the reasons that i love doing intuitive guidance or, you know, tapping into that level of wisdom, because it it resonates with people on such a crazy level, because it's their wisdom, it's it yeah. is what's already there. And it's just pulling it into, you know, beyond the surface into like something that is tangible, and you can really like hear somebody. Um, but it's, it is, it's things that people are already knowing deep inside. It's things that they already have thought or suspected or like, wow, that feels really like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and so I know that that is one of those things that's like a little bit hard for people to understand unless they have, you know, connected with it themselves or had a reading or something like that. But to me, it's like, there's just like an infinite well of information that is always available to us. And, but it does take practice because we constantly have the noise bombardment. Um, We have that programming that's running on the subconscious level, like you're talking about with the limiting beliefs and, Mm -hmm. you know, those, those repetitive thoughts. I mean, most of our, our, thoughts are repetitive most of them are negative mm-hmm. and so it's like you just keep like saying the same thing or like well this is what always happens to me or I'm not good enough or I don't deserve that or you know well that of course that they're gonna get that I would never get that you know these just like thing thought processes that you just like keep circling around over and over again um there's ways to to break those pat- thought patterns and to really um understand where that's coming from and why that's happening. Like you're getting something from that negative loop that you keep saying to yourself. Mm, Yes. Yeah. They're right. So you can say, all right, what, why am I doing this to myself? Like, why is this 
yeah, being rewarded. But, you know, why is this coming up again and again? Right, and- right. Like, why, why don't I think that I, or like, even like when you were talking about like, oh, if I give somebody a gift, it has to be useful. Like, yes. where, you know, where's that know. coming from? Like, why do I why does it feel like I can't just give or get something for fun or for play? Like, where did I pick up that idea that in order for it to be in order to be worthy of a gift, it has to be like used for something right? like that. There's like a worthiness piece there that, yeah. you know, to like Absolutely. explore. Yeah, absolutely. Which I, I think is very common. It's like, I, I think a lot of times it goes back to, we feel like we are not enough yeah. and we, we have to prove this worthiness. We have to prove whatever or accomplish something to be worthy. And I yeah, I don't know where yeah. that comes from. I don't know how, where, whether it's schooling or just parenting or or how we were raised. I mean, I had two very loving parents. I, you know, I don't know that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know where that came from, you know. But yeah, yeah, just- same. Um, you know, one of the teachers that I I use and have studied under Brie, um, she talks about like safety and love are like the two main underlying um, roots of all of the limiting beliefs. And so it's like, you're either, it's because you're looking for safety or you're looking for love. And so that, um, you know, this tribal kind of, yeah, right. We do better and we're safer really when we're in communion community with each other. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It does make sense. It's like, you know, when you break down like all these different negative thoughts, it's like, okay, well, I don't feel safe doing this or I need this to feel safe or, when this happens, I will be safe to be seen or be heard. And then the other piece of, you know, obviously the love, like the worthiness, the good enough, like when I, if I do this, then I'll only, then I'll feel love and I'll feel, but yeah, those two things together. Yeah. So I'm curious because you said meditate and I've uh, personally, I've looked at, learned a lot of different ways to meditate. So I'm just curious in your practice when you, cause I heard you say, okay, go into nature and I totally resonate with that. Like getting into nature is amazing physiologically, just mentally for so many reasons. But um, then, you know, getting quiet, it, physically, like literally getting without sound around and trying to quiet your mind. So I think that's where a lot of these thoughts come up when you're in the shower and you're just really not talking to someone and you're quiet with your thoughts. Um, but when you said meditate, what does that look like for you if you're willing to share? Right yeah. Yeah. And again, this is like over, you know, a period of 20 plus years that I've worked on creating a meditative a meditation practice before I finally felt like, oh, I can sit and meditate. But I've done everything I've done, um, like a one day silent meditation. Um, I've done online meditation programs, insight timer. I've done meditations that are guided meditations that are just to music um you know i love like a shamanic drumming is like so beautiful and like um or sometimes i'll just like be working and i'm like ooh what do i need i'm like okay i really want to like you know my sacral chakra and i just like look at insight timer like sacral chakra and there's all these like binaural beats which are sort of like music that is like at a level that's supposed to um, activate different, you know, of your chakras. And I have done like Ziva meditation, which is like an online program. I've, I've done, done book. Oh, yeah. Less than a yeah. One, right? 
Um, I have done, um, I love breath work, which is like a sort of next level, um, you know, really like get into your subconscious. Cause there's this like three part breathing thing. Um, I mean, as I'm a manifesting generator, so yeah, I have done true. it all. <laughs> there we go. That's a perfect life, uh, IRL example. Yeah. But right now, basically what I do is I have a connection process where I will sit quietly. I will usually, I like to just face the window. Like I have a little spot, um, which is great. If people listening can have a spot that is not cluttered and not your kitchen and not, you know, loud or prone to, you know, you looking around and being like, oh my God, I got to do those dishes. Um, and I will just sort of breathe. Oh, I've also done this huge compassion training program, which had like a big meditative component to it. But you know, just a couple nice deep breaths in and out. The, the the thoughts are coming, sort of letting them pass through like the clouds, not not attaching to the thought, in other words. So like, oh, I've got to do that. Oh, okay. I'm just going to let it go. Don't be like, oh my God, I'm the worst. I can't even sit for a minute without thinking about things. Like you're not going to not think. You are going to think. The idea is to be like, okay, there's a thought. Oh, there's another thought and not judge it. And not yeah. again, the the cloud in the sky passing through is like such a perfect metaphor for it. And then I do this connection process where I will sort of, mm, I have like a mantra that I say, and I open up through my crown chakra. Mm-hmm. And I really call in guidance from source, universe, spirit guides, ascended masters, all the cosmic amazing things. And then I pull that energy down into my body. And I just sort of like, visualize it as I'm saying it, like it sort of like pull down through my body into the ground. And then I open up my root chakra, which you know, you could feel through like the base of your spine, you could, you know, feel it through your feet planted firmly on the ground. And then connect into that earth wisdom, which is really grounded and supportive and loving and wise and sort of like now I have this channel and then I will um, sometimes messages come in right away and it's just like, okay, there's stuff. I got to document this. Like um, sometimes I will sit and for a while and not really write anything down, but just sort of be in that space of like contemplation and reflection Sometimes I will ask a question. Sometimes I will get beautiful words that I've never heard and that have nothing to do with me, you know, on the surface. It's just sort of like things that are dropping in. Um, But I just sort of try to observe, witness, document um, in a journal. And then um, it could be five minutes. It could be 50 minutes. I just sort Mm -hmm. of like sit with that. And then, yeah, close it on up and um, move on. That's I mean, I really like that journaling and because mm-hmm. I do when I when I feel like I actually even if it's just for five minutes when I can get into that zone, you you I feel differently in my body. And then I can imagine that if I had a piece of paper, I really just allowed say, okay, well, what's on my mind? What is gonna come out now? It's I I think that's incredible. That's really yeah. Cool. And I, it's really, you know, my process is sort of um people call it channel writing or automatic writing where you're not, you're literally just a scribe. 
you're not, oh, that's not the right word. Whatever I think, whatever I feel, whatever I hear, just like get, you're just the, the vehicle. You're just the channel for it. Mm -hmm. And that really opens up and expands your awareness. And, and the biggest reason that, you know, I think I'm sharing this, I guess, is because it changes your perspective Mm. and it changes your perception of what life is. And for me, that is what helps me be able to see the beliefs. That's what helps me be able to see the conditioning because at our, at our core, like you were saying, like at your, you know, at your birth, like we are love. Yeah. We are good. We are perfect. We are kind. We are, we are whole mm-hmm. and our entire lives are breaking apart and coming back together and breaking apart and coming back together. And so to be able to connect in with that deeper sense of, of wisdom and knowledge allows me to have that watcher perspective, allows me to be above a situation. It allows me to be sitting in a room with people and, and just observing and know what's happening behind the scenes with them. Like that's, you know, one of my gifts and it allows me to be more compassionate and be more empathetic. And it, it really, I mean, it it really just gives me life in the way that I want to live. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That has so many, uh, what's the word? Um, uses so many you know I can see with your kids and how you but you with your with your work and your profession and but then also just how you are in the world like you said how your compassion if someone wrongs you you're not going to jump down your throat you can say uh, yeah you just have that space to not react into oh that's that's great yeah yeah I am so excited. This was such a wonderful, wonderful conversation. I definitely want to have you back on and we can talk even more and dive into even some of this more. This is incredible, but I want to respect your time and, and thank you for your time today. Can you share with our listeners where they can find you, how they can work with you? I just, I'm so happy. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, it's been so wonderful um, speaking with you also and talking about things like that, that I think people are craving. They really are. They don't know where to start. It feels overwhelming. Like it's easy to like have the thought and push it away and just sort of continue on. But if it's something that you're considering, if you have been feeling unfulfilled, discontentment, like just this like bubbling sense of like, what am I doing? What is this all? What's happening? Then I would love to chat with anybody. And my business is called Open to Alchemy. And so it's opentoalchemy.com. And I'm Lauren at opentoalchemy.com or on um, social media, it's open.to.alchemy. And yeah, I have all kinds of different sessions for people that are in transition, people that are business owners. I love working with people that are, you know, aspiring entrepreneurs and and things like that. People that are trying to figure out their next steps and looking to learn more about themselves so they can live in a way that feels more aligned, feels more joyful, feels more truthful, feels more um, fulfilling. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for all that you do in the world. And thank you for sharing your time with us today. My pleasure. Take care. Bye. 
do you ever wish that you could learn the essentials of pelvic health from an experienced pelvic floor physical therapist at a fraction of the cost and from the comfort of your own home? This episode is sponsored by Progressive Pelvic Education, your source for online courses to expand your pelvic health knowledge and promote optimal wellness. Pelvic health is wealth, and there is a lot of essential information about our pelvic floor that isn't taught in school. Learn what to do and not to do to avoid the inconvenience and pain of pelvic floor issues in a self-paced course you can take anywhere. Visit progressivepelviceducation.com to get access today. This content is for educational purposes only and is not intended to be medical advice. Please discuss any questions you may have regarding your health or medical condition with your physician or a qualified healthcare professional. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests.